presents Cofield and Company. Jacobs will be the running back down inside the five-yard line. Going to get a chance. Stance right. Jackpot, baby! Touchdown Raiders on their opening drive. Here's Carr, takes a snap, splits off to the right, fires on the run. Jackpot, baby! Touchdown Raiders, Hunter Infro. This is for the win. Cole checks his kicker. Good hold. Yes, baby! Jackpot, baby! Well, the cardiac kids have struck again, huh? <laughs> it's Cofield and Company with Steve Cofield on ESPN Las Vegas. Here we go. Friday, 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 Friday. Amazingly, Ari never expects that for some reason. Go figure, right? Finley Toyota Studios on a Friday. That may have been a bit risky on my part. Three hours <laughs> on the way from a radio standpoint. We'll see how the voice holds up. Adam Hill is with us. One of the biggest weekends, one of the coolest weekends in the Vegas sports history on the way. The homecoming, as we pay tribute throughout the show, we are all uh, math lovers, Mark andre Fleury, back in town with the Blackhawks tomorrow. And, of course, it's what you ask for. It's what you ask for. Meaningful football games in the National Football League with our uh, LVR group in Week 18. Something new, right? Week 18. Adam Hill is here. What's up, Adam? I am excited. I mean, you, you laid it out, but this is – I mean, we're the, – the crazy part of this is I would make the argument this is the biggest sports weekend in Vegas history. And I would also make the argument that we'll probably surpass it like 10 times the next three years. I'm not sure. Really? Sell me. Sell me. What, on this being the biggest sports weekend or surpassing it? On this being the biggest sports weekend. Okay, well, first of all, the NFL is the most massive thing on the planet. Uh, We've had major fights and things like that before, of course. Uh but the NFL is as big as it gets. There's a playoff game in Las Vegas this week in the NFL. That is nuts. It's right. crazy. And it also happens to hap- just be taking place less than 24 hours after, I would say, the biggest regular season game in Golden Knights history. I might argue that the weekends of UNLV in the Final Four going for a national championship would be as big. I wasn't here. That's one event. I wasn't here. Yeah, it's for a national championship though, versus making a play, making the playoffs. Don't, wait, hold I on. Know the, I know the NFL, they weren't here. I know the NFL is massive, but UNLV basketball at the time was a national story. Just like actually, the it, it, that's that's one of the cool things about the Raiders game this weekend. It, it always feels like, uh, first of all, you know, as I've joked over the last twenty years doing radio, twenty five plus years doing radio in Vegas, we've always been kind of sports Siberia, where it feels like we're. 8,000, 12, 15,000 miles away from Midwest and East Coast media. Like Vegas is this mysterious sports place. This is another great example where we will be the focus of the sports world on a Sunday night. Um, I I think the Chargers kind of feel the same way. I think L.A. feels that way, believe it or not, at times. So, yeah, from that standpoint, it's massive. It's, yeah, I mean, there's no doubt. It is one of the biggest. And can we surpass this in the future? 
with more success and bigger events coming, of course. Steve, your those game those Rebel games weren't in Las Vegas. Like you're making the argument, I guess, for fans being the biggest. So you're saying I'm on saying the, on on the ground in Las Vegas. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. And I I I I mean, as crazy as this is, I might make the case we pass it in a couple weeks. Having the the Pro Bowl and the All Star Game on the same weekend in the same city is nuts. It's trending at three. Presented by Nova Home Loans. Call now at eight seven 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 hundred Nova. Giveaway time right now, 364-1100-364-1100. Caller 11. VGK game on the 11th. Tuesday, 7 o'clock start. Leafs at the Fortress. Caller 11-364-1100-364-1100. If you don't win these tickets, you can also go to lvsportsnetwork.com. Use the promo code RADIO. Take advantage of the flight deck special. All you can eat, all you can drink, 160 bucks a ticket. Or you can get uh, regular tickets at AXS.com. But right now, call our 11 364 right, so the uh, get-in price, have you checked it out for VGK with Flurry back in town on Saturday? I have not seen. I'm imagining it's more than it has been in the last couple games. Um, I looked about two hours ago. It was 125 was get-in upstairs, 240 downstairs. Um, I talked to our buddy Ryan McKinnell, who's not really going to a bunch of games this year. He had a couple of tickets, and he said he got 300 apiece mm. for his tickets. So my guess is by it'll swell tomorrow, and then before the game it'll go down. So it's up there. It's up there to get in price for the VGK Flurry game. Yeah, and I mean, as would be expected. I mean, th- this is a game that a lot of people have circled. I talked to uh, some fans last night, actually, uh, out and about that, you know, said they couldn't not wait for this game. I, you know, threw cold water on their dreams, of course. But, um, you know, I, people are excited for this game. They want to see this game. They want to, you know, experience it and be a part of it. Um, and this is, again, we've talked about this. Vegas is a moment, a event town and this is an event this is a moment this is something that people are going to remember and talk about and uh, something that people want to be at and experience and post on their social media and that's that's how you get people excited about sporting events in las vegas we'll get into more of what happened last night with the first homecoming with turk and revo back that's coming up in a couple of minutes uh raiders injury update this is really important as we set up this game on snuff between the chargers and the raiders We've got news on Jacobs, Waller, and whoa, whoa, late edition, Casey Hayward. What's happening? Great question. I uh, wish we knew. Uh, this is a weird one because we it's been a very, very lengthy injury report all week. Uh, there's been about 16 or 17 guys on the report every single day, almost all of them practicing in full, just kind of listed, hey, here's your injury. Uh, the only real concerns have been Darren Waller, who hasn't played in a month, uh, who's finally back on the practice field, and Josh Jacobs, uh, who has a rib injury. He's been limited all week as well. And it's like, okay, you've kind of been monitoring their situation along with Jonathan Hankins on the defense. How's this going to go? Because everybody else seems like they're okay. One name that's very, very, very important to this team that was not on the list all week is Casey Hayward, the by far best cornerback on the team, maybe one of the most important defensive players they have, along with Max Crosby, of course, but um, and Unique Ngakwe. But, you know, Casey Hayward in the secondary, no question, is the most important player. And obviously going against his old team, excited about the opportunity, and Rich Bisaccia speaks, 
and gives us the rundown of all the guys that are questionable. Does not mention Casey Hayward. No mention of Casey Hayward all week long. And then we get the injury report about an hour after Rich Bisaccia speaks. Just, you know, a few minutes ago, really. And Casey Hayward's name is listed. He was fine Wednesday and Thursday. Limited today. Uh, sounds like just how this usually happens. This is not anything I know right now about Casey Hayward. But how this usually transpires is there's maybe an injury late in practice. So he's all of a sudden on the injury report questionable for the game. Um I think some concern for sure. Yeah. Uh, he's again, could be nothing. We've seen this a couple times. They've even had, added added to the injury report on a Saturday, like the day before the game and said, Hey, this guy's questionable, suffered a little something. Um, you know, don't know how it's gonna be, but you have to because of the league rules, you have to indicate that on an injury report, uh, if there's any 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 possibility somebody won't play. So this could be very, very, very minor, and there's nothing there. Or he could have done real damage to his ankle late in practice and popped up on the injury report. We have no idea at this time. We're trying to gather information on it. But this was a very, very late addition. Nova Home Loans brings you Trending at 3. It's a refi rate at Nova Home Loans. With interest rates at all-time lows, now's the time to talk to your local Nova loan officer. 877-700-NOVA. Cofield and Company. Oh, what a magical night. Homecoming tour. Adam Hill was covering it. Golden Knights, big victory over the Rangers. Uh, Gerard Glant gets his due there with a video. Reeves got a video. What was it like, Adam? I mean, it was it was a very cool moment to watch. Uh, I mean, it, it was, um, I thought, fascinating to see the reaction of the crowd. Obviously very into, especially Ryan Reeves being out there the first time he got the puck kind of carried up the ice a little bit. There was the Reeves chant, which I, I didn't really expect fully. Um, he got a couple hits in on his first shift. And uh, obviously, you know, Gallant was a little bit uh, emotional as well. You know, I I had met with Gallant and Reeves in New York a couple of weeks ago, a couple, month and a half ago now. Um, and Gallant said he didn't expect a video. He said there'll be one for Reeves or there will not be one for me. Um, so I think he was a little bit surprised by that. And it turned out, was much more, um, you know, much more taken aback by his video than he expected. Are you surprised he got emotional? A little bit. I mean, he said he's not emotional after the game last night. Um, He said he's not usually emotional. I've always kind of thought he was a, a bit emotional. Um, and I'm not, that's not a criticism. I, I just think, you know, that's human. Um and he he said it affected his game. He said he you know he thought he had a couple of good shifts, and then after the video, he you know had tears and and just didn't have any. You know, oh he just boy. didn't have it. He didn't have it to play last night. And no got, way. Yeah, he was kind of saying like you know I, you know feel bad for my teammates. I let them down. He's like I, it got. He's like I was ready for it, but I wasn't. And he said it was it just it really hit me. And after that, my game just sucked. And yeah, you know, he was non-existent. And I know there's a lot of people responding. You know, I posted the quote last night from Reeves, and a lot of people responded, "What game? He sucks." Shut up. Um, he's an he's an NHL player. Like, what are you talking about? Uh, he, you know, he he wasn't able to do what he's what he usually is able to do. And by the way, Ryan Reeves is a very key contributor to a first place team. 
So, you know, they did not look like a first-place team last night, and he said he didn't do his job getting his his teammates into the game. And, um, you know, he clearly was affected by that. And, I, I you know, that's a human that's a human emotion. Did uh, Gallant seem upset after the game or was kind of like, eh, these things happen? Um, I, I actually was not uh, for, there for the Gallant. I was just there for Reeves. Um, but I, you know, from the people that did kind of talk to him, I, I, it seemed like he was, you know, he was okay. Uh, he was, you know, not, not certainly not on the same level as Reeves Reeves. I thought Reeves was going to break down in the press room. Um, it, it really, really got to him for sure. And Ryan, and Ryan Reeves is, is, I think, you know, a different case than Gallant. Obviously, you know, I think Gallant really wanted the win. Um, and, and I, I know that. You know, they talked about that a little bit. The Golden Knights even talked about that. They said, hey, I think this is more important to him than it was to us. Um, so it was good to get that win. But, you know, Gallant has reason to still harbor animosity with the organization. Right, right. Reeves doesn't. I mean, all, all three of these guys involved in these homecomings, they've all got different stories. Sure. I mean, Reeves, it's not like he went out on his own terms, but it wasn't like he got dumped unceremoniously like the other two believe they were. Yeah. I don't I don't believe – well – Glant's case is a little different than Fleury. We'll get into Fleury later on uh, as Marc-Andre Fleury is making his, his comeback uh, or his homecoming to Vegas tomorrow. Uh, like you just said, Glant, I mean, I guess eventually he'll get over it. If he has a lot of success with the Rangers, maybe it'll fade away. But I'm sure he's still feeling it, you know, still feeling the way it went down. Yeah. Uh, that wasn't the end of a season or, you know, during an offseason. That was right in the well, middle of a season. And, and, and think about it. From his perspective, I mean, I know a lot of people think about it from the Golden Knights perspective, but, you know, from his perspective, and again, I, I'll i say this is coming, this is mostly coming from him. Like, this, I'm not speaking, like, for him. I, I talked to him uh, in New York, and he still seemed a little bit bothered, and, he, and and I think he has right to. Like, he's, he's in his mind, listen, he has a new job, he's focused on the Rangers, and he it, it, that's fine. But for a couple of years, he had to sit there and think about it. And it did give him time. Like, it actually worked out to the point where, hey, a pandemic started and he was able to just kind of be with his family and not have to isolate and not be traveling all around and he could just be a grandfather. So there was that good aspect of that to it. Um, but to him, like, he he literally thought he was walking into a meeting. You know, they, they, they had had so much success. Uh, they, you know, were they were they lost four games in a row, but they were still the best team in the league, in the Western Conference at the time. And... He walks into a meeting. He th- he thinks they're going to talk about like, hey, let's maybe mix up some lines. Let's change the power play, and they're like, yeah, you're done. Like, wait, what? Like, wh- what just happened? And then not only that, but think about the fact that, and and this applies to your workplace. Like, if you have rivals, like from another company or something, he had oh, just yeah. gone through this nasty series with the board and called him a clown, and they were going clown. back and forth. And then yep. he, they're like, hey, uh, Glant, you're out. Pete's in. Like, wait, what? That guy. <laughs> <laughs> like, wait, what? Like, yeah. that sucks. It's a terrible spot for him to be in. So I think it was an important game, but he was never going to play that up. Like, like even yeah. when, when I talked to him in New York, he was he was like, hey, listen, like, I, it's not about me and Pete. Like, I, me, and, me and him have talked. We're good. He's like, but, yeah, I still have questions about how everything went down, how the organization handled everything. And, like, he, I, I think he's totally justified in those questions and those feelings. So Raj Markazi is up next. Want to talk about all the big events going down in Vegas? And L.A. is uh, a rush from Mighty 1090 is coming up. Finley Toyota. They'll do anything to sell you a car. No Toyota problem is too tough, too large, or too small. Keep your Toyota. 
running like a Toyota. Boom, the Rogers saga continues to get crazier and crazier. I've been told by multiple people in Aaron's direct circle that if the Packers make the Super Bowl, he will use the week leading up to the Super Bowl to prove a major point. Now, back to Cofield and Company, live from the Finley Toyota Studio. He will threaten the NFL by saying he won't play in the big game or next season if they don't eliminate some of the COVID-related rules. One big one that upsets him the most is the testing of non-symptomatic players. He's told Jordan Love to be ready. Like you said, he's got to make it first. But Super Bowl week will be set on fire and send Goodell in a frenzy navigating the situation. Oh, boy. High drama. Crank it up. Is there going to be another wrench thrown into the L.A. Super Bowl mix, Adam Hill? That was actually the uh, WFAN morning show. Boomer Esiason handed his phone to his co-host, and his co-host read some sort of insider who claims to be close to the Aaron Rodgers inner circle, saying that Rodgers is going to make a big stink and flex his muscle Super Bowl week if he makes it to force the NFL to change their COVID testing. Uh, Rogers responded to that with about 42 hashtags. <laughs> and I think one of them was like dumbest effing story ever. <laughs> so that was straight from Boomer, the mouthpiece there, his co-host, uh, is a Giannotti. Well, and we'll, so, get, we'll, we'll get to hear Aaron's reaction on Tuesday, when we always get to hear Aaron's reaction. Yes, yes. So here we go. Now Arash has another story to cover. Arash? Is in Indianapolis, Arash, of course, from the mighty 1090, our L.A., and you know he's, he's our insider, Mr. Vegas as well. He's got a sandwich. He's got multiple sandwiches all over town. Arash, how you doing, buddy? I'm good. How are you guys? What the hell are you doing? I never expected you to be in Indy this weekend. I figured you'd be here. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, like I'm going to be there a ton. I'm going to be there for the Pro Bowl, the NHL All-Star Game, all these other uh, festivities coming up. I mean, I think it's still a big game. I, I know it's a rematch of the uh, of a game that we've seen a couple of weeks ago, but Georgia and Alabama, the national championship game is Monday. So, yeah, I'm hanging out here. So, you, I mean, listen, we just made the case that this is the biggest weekend in the history of sports in Las Vegas. You are losing your your title. <laughs> no, listen. I mean, I, this is, by the way, the uh, I, I don't know if it's the tourism commission, like the ultimate sports weekend. I mean, they used to do that during the summer. Uh, they got to think of a of a new like, catchphrase or something for that, you know. But uh, wow. this 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 is going to continue. Listen, you got all these big events coming to Las Vegas. They got the college football championship will be there in a couple of years. They got the Super Bowl in a couple of years. So yes, a fun filled weekend ahead for Las Vegas sports. But as you guys well know, this is just the tip of the iceberg. Do you need some uh, recommendations for Indy? I'm going to go to St. Elmo's. I'm sure you hit that up when you were here uh, last Sunday. Well, I tried. Uh, yeah, Wait, what well, happened? I may know a couple of people. So yeah. Well, they were closed. So it's... They were closed for what? COVID? I'm not sure. I don't, you I had a reservation. Spread. What do you I mean they were closed? I didn't want to spread. I don't know. I don't listen. I don't, I don't know why they were closed. I'm just saying they were uh, closed. What a victory for Arash! <laughs> Would it be for Arash if Arash just tweets out a giant friggin' St. Elmo steak? Arash got in. Oh, yeah. No, there's some great spots though. I've been there several times. It was. It was I mean, I'll be back for the combine too, so I'm, I'm good. Uh, there's a there's a great arcade bar there too, Arash. Only a couple blocks away. It's a good walk. 
Oh, okay. I got six, check that out. 16-bit, well. I think it's called. I don't, I don't get your <laughs> irrational love. Indy should be out. All right, that's it. <laughs> Vegas and L.A. are in the rotation, and we're not going away. I mean, Arash, enjoy Indy for the last time. This is, this is it, right? Done. They're out of I the think, rotation. Yeah, for everything. that's it. I'm not, I'm not going to come back here for the combine. I know a lot of people around the league love it. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, they're not going to get the Super Bowl again. It's, by the way, it's a, it's a great event city because everything's close to each other. I think, generally speaking, whether you're talking about New Orleans, San Antonio for college uh, like events. I mean, if you could just uh, check into your hotel and not hop in a car again, that makes it a good event town. Which is why, by the way, Vegas is that as well. You got the Haas there, so it's, you know it connects <laughs> oh, the Strip and Alicia Stadium. <laughs> <laughs> the Haas again, the bridge. Arash trying to p- continue to push the nickname. <laughs> the Haas. All right, Arash, take us to the middle of the week. Uh, I assume this was just a threat, or was there something real to the stories that came out Wednesday that the NFL was starting to look around for alternate Super Bowl sites if L.A. didn't get its act together, or at least all get on the same page and, and confirm that they could hold it at SoFi, the Super Bowl? Yeah, so here's the thing. I don't think leaks happen by accident. I, I think this was perhaps like an inside job or something like that. I mean, the leak can say there's always contingency plans in place. That's fine. There's more to it than that, obviously, in Los Angeles when you talk about covid and what's happening here. And it was amazing how, like, not too long after the re- report came out, health officials in Los Angeles are saying, no, the Super Bowl is going to be here. We're working with the league. We're going to make sure, like, everything's uh, okay. I mean, they know how big of, how big this event is. So um, I, I think they wanted to scare Los Angeles, but there, there is no chance at this point that the event is moving. They're having a big press conference next week. Um, have so far league officials, team officials will be there. And again, 30 days out, uh, I, I just think at this point, it's it just that they're not going to move it. it. It was my, my view is that, that that story didn't come out of thin air. Someone within the league or someone said, hey, listen, well, they're being a kind of tough with the, the mandates and requirements and things like that. So let's, let, let's scare them a little bit. Is anything going to be around SoFi at that point? I mean, I was just there, what, in October. Nothing really seemed to be around there. There was maybe some construction going on, but it, it seems like the stadium is still pretty isolated. Yeah, it, it, but to, to be honest, a lot of stadiums, as you well know, around the league are like that. That, that. that won't be the case the next time the game comes here. I think by that point, they're going to have, you know, uh, like, a, like a hotel and bars and things like that. Generally speaking, though, SoFi Stadium will just be the home of the game. Uh, the, the NFL award show on Thursday will be at the YouTube Theater, which is connected to SoFi. But you're right. I mean, all, all of the other things that they're planning to build around SoFi will not be done by then. But, um, again, there's a lot of stadiums around the league that are, that are like that. Who, who is the best? What's the best case scenario for L.A.? For people coming in and, you know, tourism coming in for, for a Super Bowl? Well, for tourism, I think you're probably hoping for two teams that are not from Los Angeles, just so you get people from, like, all over the country, perhaps. Um, listen, the Cowboys, the Cowboys have not been in a Super Bowl since the uh, 96, so that would be big. Um, like, any Super Bowl with the Cowboys would be huge for Los Angeles. If, if it's Packers-Chiefs, which is, which is the current yep. uh, pick right now, 
again, it would be a rematch of the first Super Bowl that that happened here in Los Angeles. So that's a big one, two big teams. But yeah, listen, I mean, like, like as much as people joke, like, hey, wouldn't it be great if it was the Chargers and the Rams? Like, it, it really would not be. I mean, if you're talking about tourism, filling up hotels and things like that, no, that, 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 that's not the game that they would want. Well, Rosh, how big is the Chargers-Raiders game as a story in L.A.? Well, I think it's significant, but i got to be honest with you, when you, if you were to rank the stories in Los Angeles, it's not number one. I think number one is the Rams, if they can win the division, get that two-seed. Then it's the like LeBron James and the Lakers, maybe even a little bit of Kawhi talk. I mean, it's the problem here with the Chargers is that they're still the Chargers. Now, they, they have moved the needle. I think it's an important point, and I never thought that they would. Uh, but with Justin Herbert in place, and that it's a very ex- exciting team, and they're a good team. Um, so this is going to be a big game. I mean, the biggest game between these two teams in, you know, 30 40 years, perhaps. And so it, it's essentially a playoff game. So, I mean, they're talking about it, but unfortunately for the Chargers, it's not the top thing. What was your top topic on uh, Mighty 1090? Are you still having to kind of tiptoe around the Chargers, you know, considering the San Diego history? Yeah, no, so it's a little bit of both. I mean, we kind of talked about how big this weekend is for these two teams. You know, for the Rams in particular, just uh, I think when you talk about their path, to getting to the Super Bowl, I mean, it's really big for them to get that uh, two-seed. I mean, if they have to travel to uh, the frozen tundra in Green Bay, uh, you know, that's fine. But, you know, generally speaking, they don't want to go on the road. So to clinch that two-seed would be big for them. But there's no doubt. I mean, it's a really significant game uh, this Sunday in Las Vegas for the Chargers. And And it's not just what they're doing this season they got to make headway in Los Angeles, and you do that by winning significant primetime games like this, playing in the playoffs. Again, they're finally beginning to, to, to become a team here that people are talking about. And, and for their first couple of years, and certainly when they were at, at StubHub, no one was talking about them. That at least has changed. Arash is with us. Jack of all trades. What were you doing with one of the uh, the offshore books? You doing a a podcast or a show? Is this a regular thing with Frank Gore and Shady McCoy? Yeah, so with Bovada, I'm doing that once a week. I mean, those guys are great. I mean, I really don't even need to be there. I mean, we, 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 <laughs> don't, we well, don't were say talking that. for like a... I mean, we were talking for like a half hour yesterday, and I'm wondering why I'm like even there. Those guys know each other quite well. So, yeah, yeah about, you know, every Thursday, hopefully. Nice. You already jealous, Adam? <laughs> which Which one of you three is the best running back in the crew? Mm, I think I'm third. <laughs> so, Rosh, let's go through, because uh, one of the reasons we wanted you on today is just to to lay out here what's going on with Vegas and uh, NLA. And, you know, I bust on places like Indianapolis. I just don't see the point of being there anymore. Stop um, it. The list of events upcoming, especially now that we in Vegas – Looks like we're on the verge. It's official, not whatever. It's close on the CFP national title, the uh, CFP title game. I mean, what's coming up between both cities is incredible over the next six years. No, and, and again, you know, when people kind of say like, "Why do you connect the two? I, I, you know, it, it, they're, they're they're separated by two hundred and seventy miles. It's a short drive, and when you look at all the events that are coming here over the next, uh, you know, six or seven years, you know, this year, twenty twenty two Super Bowl. 
in Los Angeles, Pro Bowl Vegas, Tennessee Draft Vegas, the MLB. The All-Star Game in Los Angeles, the NHL All-Star Game in Vegas, 2023, the College Football Championship Game at SoFi, U.S. Open, Golf, Los Angeles, WrestleMania, don't shortchange WrestleMania, that's at SoFi, 24, Super Bowl in Vegas, next year, 25, Vegas has the the uh, Championship Game, World Cup, 26, and the Summer Olympics in 28, and again, there's going to be more events coming down the pipe, but it's just, it's, it's such an amazing time when you talk about the facilities that are available in Los Angeles and in Las Vegas. And Phoenix, by the way, is in the mix, too. Yep. And, you know, that's that's another thing I wanted to build on. And, again, when I bust on places like Indy or Minneapolis, um, to me, sports is kind of repping what some of the country is going through. Not everyone. There's a lot of people who want to stay in the Midwest. But these cold area, uh, these cold weather area places, I, I like, in terms of holding big events, there's been a migration to warmer areas in general. That's where the big event should be. You mentioned some of the other places like New Orleans and Miami. I, I just don't know how often, especially the NFL, is going to be in some of their you know old-school Rust Belt cities. You know, for a while, Steve, it was sort of that carrot that they kind of dangled that, listen, if you build a new stadium, we will give you a Super Bowl. So they would, they would have the game in Minneapolis, in um, Indianapolis, in Detroit, and places that – Really, yeah. it was a one-off situation. They're not a part of the rotation. Now the rotation, as you're seeing, is becoming to become more crystallized. Los Angeles, Las Vegas, Miami, New Orleans, maybe Phoenix, but that's the rotation. And again, where you might have these places that are not you know, spots that you would normally go to, it's like, listen, it's their one carrot. They built a $2 billion facility. It's like, hey, we're, we're, we're going to give you one Super Bowl, but that's it. But in terms of Vegas, it's not just the Super Bowl. Like, as you guys know, it's the Pro Bowl, it's the draft, it's all these events. Which, by the way, makes the CFP title game with two teams from the Southeast Conference in Indy really interesting. I'm curious to see, you know, I, I'm sure they're going to sell out, but I'm, I'm curious to see what the get-in price is going to be. Yeah, you know, because it began really high, uh, but I, I think by kickoff that, that price is going to continue to come down because everything is expensive here this weekend. Uh, you know, when you talk about hotels and ticket prices, and it, and I think you're, you're talking about one team in particular with the Crimson Tide. I mean, they've been there so many times, and it sounds crazy to say, but there's a lot of fans who are like, listen, I mean, I've paid to go to the national championship game six times already. I, I don't need to go for a seventh time. Adam, do we need to carve out 60 more seconds here for you to gloat about Indianapolis for some reason with a rush? No, it's a wonderful, wonderful place. I, I, I'm sad that you're trying to take so many events away. <laughs> Everything should be in either Indianapolis it. or Vegas or San Diego. I feel bad for San Diego. I mean, they, they, they could have had it all, by the way. They could have had it all, but uh, it's still a beautiful town. Yes. <laughs> Arash, so we appreciate Indy. it. Enjoy your stay in Indianapolis. Uh, make sure you text Adam for all the hot spots. I will. Thanks, guys. I'll talk to you soon. There he is, Arash. The hot. I don't. I don't get your Arash. I tried to tag. Uh, well, I did. I tagged you and uh, our buddy Wes Reynolds over at Vsin because he's a big uh, indie defender. Just to try to you know rankle. You didn't respond much, but I, I, I'm I'm thrown off the last couple of weeks by this irrational love you have for Indianapolis. Well, it's also the home of the best and worst sports radio people in the country. <laughs> Um, back to the the combine. This is one of the last combines that's going to be there for a while, right? Aren't they? Isn't that thing on the move? Yeah, 
For, it's it's how, going. I mean, it should be here. How awesome is that? The other the other thing is, I've never seen you so excited and actually up to date and watching a reality show like you are with Hard Knocks. I watch in season Hard Knocks. I'm obsessed you, with Hard Knocks every year. You don't, but no, no, but but in season you don't keep up with anything. This is the first I'm, one. I'm ready to talk about Cobra Kai. I've got all these other shows lined up, and I know the response is going to be like, "No, nah, I don't have time Steve, to watch it." I, see, I get text from you. The only thing you text me on is like, "Hey, this is what's going on with the Colts." Look at the shirt. in season. I'm Can like, you see hey, my shirt? That. His second town, Indianapolis. Can you see my shirt? I'm ready to go. Oh, that that is nice. Oh. I thought it was all uh, Michigan. You have a Michigan outfit on today. I thought the Michigan hat was matching the Michigan shirt. Larusso Auto, nice. Yeah, I, I got. I watched the entire season on the plane, Steve. I'm good. We can we can talk. Oh no, we oh, might have yeah. to blow out the rest of the show. Yep. For a little Cobra Kai recap. Uh, yeah, I got. I got a. I'll tell you, the SO and I got a little out of control the other day. Not like that. Um, but uh, with after we watched Cobra Kai, we made the wise decision of watching. Karate Kid not 2 three. and Karate Kid 3. Oh, not oh. 3. Join the conversation on Twitter at ESPN Las Vegas. It's going to be one play at a time mentality, you know, from start to finish. Everything matters. We got to play clean, good football. You know, everyone's going to be out there. It's going to be a blackout in Vegas. It's going to be so much fun. So we look forward to it. We don't want to, you know, overthink anything or try to be Superman out there. We just want to do our job and focus on what we got to get done. Now, back to Cofield and Company in the Finley Toyota studio. studio. Sunday Night Football, you hear Max Crosby all fired up. We're fired up. Stanford Route, I'm sure, is fired up. The former Raider as uh, Stanford. We were talking uh, early in this hour about the fact that uh, on the ground here for sporting events in Vegas, this probably is the biggest sports weekend because we got a big hockey game as well. But this is probably the biggest sports weekend in the history of Las Vegas. And now that's what the NFL does, right, when you got a chance to make the playoffs. Oh, come on now, Steve, come on now. You know, NFL is king. So anytime it's a big game where it's a win and you're in type of scenario, that's always going to bring the crowd. That's going to bring all the buzz. It's going to bring all the, the camaraderie, just the energy in that stadium. And just like what Max was saying, it's going to be a blackout night at Allegiant Stadium. I wish I was there. But uh, unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to be there. But I will definitely be watching it on my TV from my living room. So wh- why are the Raiders in this position? Why have they been able to navigate the, the craziness off the field, the – on the field to get into a position where they have a chance to make the playoffs. Well, for one, I feel like you. Know, I feel like you kind of gaslighting a little bit when you say why are they in this position? As if like you know they're just supposed to just crawl into a ball and die and just you know go ahead and just write the season off after John Gruden did everything he did, which almost kind of sift the team into a tailspin. But I think it just it just speaks to uh, perseverance. It speaks to uh, focus. It speaks to having that never say die type of mindset. And Rich Passaccia has done a pretty good job, in my opinion, especially over the last three games, winning the game against the Cleveland Browns on Monday night, then winning against the Denver Broncos the day after Christmas, and then the game against the Indianapolis Colts, which is uh, just two days, I'm sorry, a day after New Year's, when everybody was already riding the penciling in the Indianapolis Colts to win the game. And for the Las Vegas Raiders to go ahead and be able to bowl up and actually triumphantly come back and win that game, I thought it was perfect. And it just sets up the big showdown, Derek Carr versus the Pro Bowl Justin Herbert. He's the newly minted next superstar in the NFL, and it's going to be a great game. I can't wait to see it. So, I mean, you mentioned the job Basachi has done. Has he done a good enough job that he should be considered a potential head coach for the future? 
I think it's just all going to boil down to this weekend. That's what I really think. Uh, if the Las Vegas Raiders lay an egg on Sunday evening and all of a sudden it's another really it's, it's, it's another pretty good year, but it doesn't amount to anything because everybody's still at home in January per se type of season, then no. Uh, I think it's going to be very hard for him to go ahead and be able to walk into Mark Davis's office and show that, hey, I've done enough to show that I should be the head coach going forward. But if they come out victorious in this game and they have a playoff appearance, I think when you factor in the John Gruden fiasco, the Henry Ruggs fiasco, the Damon Arnett fiasco, and what possibly could have been a fiasco with Nate Hobbs with his DUI that he had just Monday morning, that is just distraction after distraction. And so I think that just to be able to make the play to me would be such an accomplishment for this bunch and you know whether they whatever they do in the playoffs I don't give a damn about what they do in the playoffs but them just simply making just speaks to so much perseverance and so much being mentally tough which is what you have to be in this league to be a coach or a player and that's why I say that if, if, if they're able to go ahead and triumphantly get the victory over the Los Angeles Chargers then I think that he's got a good shot at being the head coach down the line for the Las Vegas Raiders. But if they do not win, then I think it's going to be a very tall task to walk into Mark Davis's office and try to convince him of the such. So I guess if you're saying you don't care what happens in the playoffs, it would uh, kind of shoo away my question of should, which of the division winners do they have the best shot against? Like who should they want to play? Oh, I think that – I, I, I don't have any problem with the Raiders against anybody other than I'd say maybe maybe the Titans. But even then, I think that there's so many teams in the AFC right now that everybody has a but by their name. New England's good, but they got a rookie quarterback. Kansas City is good, but they, for many parts of this season, have not looked like the same Kansas City Chiefs from 2018, 2019, or even 2020. The Buffalo Bills, they're a good team, but they lost to the Jacksonville Jaguars and didn't even score a touchdown. The Tennessee Titans are good, but they lost to the who? The Houston Texans. So there are so many teams within the AFC playoffs that they have a butt by their name. So I would probably say the best opportunity for them to go ahead and win the first game of the wild card round, if they were to make it there, I would probably say, I don't know, maybe the Titans. Uh, maybe if Derrick Henry's not back, I, I really don't know. I can't. It's hard for me to answer that question, but I don't think that there's any truly dominant team. Yes, I said that even with Kansas City and the AFC. I don't think there's any truly dominant team in the AFC right now. No, I do not. Stanford Route joining us. Great insight, as always, into the Raiders and all things uh, in the NFL. Uh, just on this game coming up on Sunday, obviously a massive game. We know the stakes that are there. What is the biggest key for the Raiders to get the job done? Oh, for one, they're going to have to pressure Herbert. That's number one. I think that Max Crosby, him and Ngakwe, Max Crosby is going to have to have a Pro Bowl level game. Ngakwe is going to have to have an all pro level game. They're going to have to keep Justin Herbert in the pocket. Don't allow him to elude the pocket because that's what I think. That's why I think he's at his best. That's when I think he's deadly. Uh, and I think that they're going to have to make sure that they pressure him and they're going to have to confuse him. You look at the games where he has struggled this year. Mind you, as much of a great quarterback as he is, he's still only in his second year. That's why they got blasted by Baltimore. They got blasted by the Texans because as great as he is, these young quarterbacks, just like Joe Burrow, they're inconsistent. 
Not because they're not great. It's just that they have not seen everything that this league has to offer on the defensive side of the ball. So there's going to have some games where they have a dud of a game because they just simply saw a defense that they haven't seen as of yet. So I think that you're going to have to confuse Herbert. You're going to have to pressure Herbert. That's where most quarterbacks tend to struggle. If it's going to be one of those two things, if not both, you got to pressure him and you got to confuse him. And I think you got a really good shot of being victorious. But if you do not do that, if you let Austin Eckler get off, if you let uh, Cook get off, if you let uh, Keenan Allen get off, if you let Mike Williams get going, it is going to be a very tough game. I do not want to see the Raiders get into a shootout with a Justin Herbert or the Los Angeles Chargers. I don't think that they can win that way. I think they're going to have to go ahead and slow them down. They're going to have to pound the rock with the Josh Jacobs. Go ahead, keep Justin Herbert on the sidelines. And make sure that when you have the shots open, Derek Carr, you have to pull the trigger and let it rip. So I I understand this is not going to happen. It's completely hypothetical. Uh, but I do want to get your take as a former player on this because everybody has kind of talked about the possibility this week that if Jacksonville somehow does beat Indianapolis, mm-hmm. the Raiders and Chargers would both qualify for the playoffs with a tie. <laughs> yes. So, uh, so, but, but, in, and I know it's not going to happen. Obviously, that's never going to happen in the NFL. They're not going to just take turns and take any whatever. But I would say this: I would find it really hard as a coach if you didn't make an agreement like that. If you if you didn't have a chance to get in and you lose the game, to walk into the owner's office the next day and explain why I didn't try to make that deal. You do understand that there's a lot of testosterone. There's a lot of there's a lot of ego. There's a lot of arrogance. There's a lot of confidence that goes into being an athlete, right? You, you do understand that. Correct? No, uh, listen. I'm saying I'm, <laughs> even even me, I would I would want to play, but at the same time, what I'm saying is I'm 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 ignoring the fact that it could ever happen. It's not going to happen. Nobody's going to allow it to happen. We get that. But how do you have that conversation with the owner and say, hey, why aren't you in the playoffs when you could have you could have been? Why aren't you in there? Because nobody wants to be handed something. Like, you want to take it. You want to earn it. Just like in this world, like in the job market, just in America, on planet Earth. Like, respect is not something anybody's going to hand to you. You got to take that you-know-what. Like, that's the only way you're going to gain respect. That's the only way you're going to earn respect on this planet. You got to take it. Ain't nobody going to hand you no playoff berth. You got to take it from another man. One thing that I do remember that John Gruden said, I don't agree with a lot of things that he thinks or a lot of things that he, a lot of things he likes to put in emails. But I remember when the Raiders were on hard knocks. And I do remember he said that everybody wants to talk about dreams. I'm in the nightmares. And I, I love what he said because part of me accomplishing my dream means I have to dash yours to pieces. So Justin Herbert wants to go to the playoffs. He wants to have his first ever career playoff berth in the same year that he becomes a superstar quarterback and he goes to his first Pro Bowl. Well, you know what, Derek Carr, if you want to go to the playoffs and be and have it be your first playoff appearance where you're healthy and you're playing in the wild card round, the, 26, the 2016 season notwithstanding, then you know what? You're going to have to dash Justin Herbert's dreams to pieces to accomplish yours. And that's just where I say that um, obviously that could happen if the Jacksonville Jaguars beat the Indianapolis Colts. And guys, by the way, do not just completely write that off as a possibility. I'm not saying it's likely, but yes, it is possible to happen. But uh, as far as just everybody taking a kneel, like that just that would just seem like such odd football 
and just an odd way to enter the playoffs, almost kind of like you're handing each other a playoff berth rather than taking it. Because that animalistic, that gladiator type of feel, that's why everybody's going to be at the stadium on Sunday night at Allegiant Field to see these two gladiators, these two teams go head to head and who wants it more. So if we just both kneel and just kind of hand the ball back and forth to each other, like where is the barbaric? Where is the animalistic type of nature that you're going to see with both teams? Like nobody, nobody wants it. It's like, hey, uh, here, I'll give you a piece. Oh, well, thank you, sir. Well, I'll go ahead and give you a piece as well. Like, you know, in sports, you want to see that animalistic nature come out. You want to see two teams that don't like each other. Just like the old school New York Knicks and the Chicago Bulls or the old school Washington Redskins and the Dallas Cowboys. Like you want to see that old school, I'm going to take it from you. Even if you want to give it to me, it don't matter. I'm going to take it from you because I'm just the better man than you. You want to see that. Stanford, great spot. Hopefully we uh, we get to talk next week. Well, we will talk next week, but it's about a Raiders playoff game. That would be cool. Hey, fellas, from your mouth to God's ears and along with John Madden up there, I really think that we got a good shot on Sunday. So, uh, man, uh, fellas, I can't wait. Enjoy the game. Have man. a good weekend. All right, you guys be good. There he is, Stanford Route, the former defensive back with the Raiders. You know, I'm glad he mentioned all those intense rivalries over the years, like you mentioned the Knicks. How about the latest rivalry in New York? The athletes versus the fans. Another New York athlete has told the fans, STFU. The crew over at Finley Toyota speak Spanish, Thai, and even Persian. In fact, they speak 14 different languages. Come in and talk the universal language of big savings today.